You know one of the biggest problems we see with marketing automation setups? Is how on earth do you report on all that juicy data about your contacts, about where your customers and leads came from, about your sales, deals, pipelines? How do you report on that in one very easy to use and understand place? In this episode, we discuss the problems with HubSpot's reporting, the pros and limitations of their paid reporting add-on, as well as a couple of alternatives to make you look like a sales and marketing reporting rockstar. Plus, arguably the best marketing event conference is around the corner, Inbound 18. We talk about how you can make the most of it. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq. More excited than usual because the next time you hear from me, I'll be in Boston for the annual Inbound Conference, bringing you highlights, bringing you some exclusive interviews. Um, we can't wait. We do this every single year. Every single year where I, when I go there, we'll have these sort of daily inbound summaries, highlights, interviews, you name it, right? All the sort of, I guess, latest and greatest that's coming out of the world of uh, inbound marketing and HubSpot. So look out for that. As of today's recording, um, inbound is nine days away. So I thought I'd sort of start this podcast with how to make the most of Inbound. If you're heading down to Inbound, obviously hit us up. You know where to reach me, at Moby Sadiq on Twitter. Um, it's so nice to meet so many new listeners. And in every time someone comes up and say they're a listener of the show, even if they sort of just say that, you don't know how much that means to a podcaster. So don't be a stranger. Please come up. Have all the time uh, in, in the day or in the world for um, our listeners, so do not be a stranger. So if you're going to Inbound, or I guess any conference for that matter, any multi-day conference for that matter, how do you make the most out of it? Now, you know, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I've, got, I've gone to Inbound. This will be the third time. Um, and th there are a few things that I've picked up on the way, you know. So, you know, particularly for someone like myself who's coming all the way from Sydney, Australia, um, it's a fair time and cost investment. You know, we're taking our team down or team up rather this year. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. Now, uh, that can also often put a little bit of pressure of, you know, how do we make the most out of it? You know, like how am I going to go from session to session? Do I take notes? Do I write down? Do I record? What do I do? So I, I wanted to share sort of three of my, I guess, key best tips for anyone heading down. Now, the first one is recording your learning journey highlights, right? So obviously we have a podcast and, you know, like I said, typically every year we'll do like a wrap up uh, episode, um, almost like a daily highlights, if you will. Now, the, the, that, of course, that's great for us. That's great for our listeners. But it also doubles as almost a bit of an executive summary. You know, some of the key things that came up that day, those key things that stood out, um, it serves as a good kind of go back to even after a month or after two months after things have sort of subsided and you the high of a conference like this kind of starts to dwindle. Um, it serves as a really good kind of reference point to go back to to see, you know, what are some of the key things that excited us that we wanted to focus on at the time? Now, I'm not recommending you start a YouTube channel or a podcast just for the sake of a conference, but what you should do is take 
you know, the idea or take this component of a podcast and, you know, turn on a microphone or a camera at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you're already, of course, you're already tired before you kind of, you know, sit down or, or go home to your, or, or to the hotel room before you go out for the night, before you kind of do all that and you unwind, put on a camera uh, or put on a microphone and have a conversation with another person. Have a conversation about some of the highlights. And I say this because how many times have you gone to a conference and scrambled down a bunch of notes and never used them? All right. So the mere act of recording something will force you to organize your themes or dot points into specific areas, which gives you a little bit more structure to your ideas. And of course, you can watch or listen back to them later. So the tip would be plan three to five dot points if you're doing it this with a person um, and you want to have three to five dot points each. Great. Do that. Keep it conversational and try to shoot it in 20 to 30 minute chunks. Now, it seems like a lot, but I mean, you know, how many conversations do you have with someone where it just turns into 20, 30, 40 minutes, right? So the key is to structure that conversation, have three or four dot points, and then that is, I guess, your you know summary for the day or if you want, do it for the entire conference. The point is, recording it will make a difference. Now, I guess a bit of a sub point, you know, I, I spoke about notes. Um, it's awesome to do, everyone does know, well, half the people you see in a, in a, in an, at an event or whatever will be scrambling down notes. And that's great. I do that all the time. But my recommendation also would be, sure, have the notes for the session, um, but also have a separate note for the business, right? So let me give you an example. When I go to the inbound conference and I'm at a session, I'll record some key dot points or notes for that particular session. But then if there's something that really sort of stands out that I think, oh, I can use that for my business. Um, I flick to, if I'm writing this down, I flick to the Red Pandas page and I put that down as a dot point. I need to do this action item. Or if it's for one of our clients, then I'll have a separate note or page for a number of our clients. And as I'm going through a session, I'm doing my normal notes. But then if there's something for Red Pandas, flip over to that page, put that point down, flip over to a client page, put that point down. It gives a little bit more structure because then that way you've got your notes for the session. But then at the end of the conference, all of a sudden, now I might have, you know, 15, 16 dot points just for our business. And they all reference, obviously, of course, the different sessions and the speakers. And then those, I go back and I try to organize and structure into a little bit of plan. You know, when can I, what are, what are sort of nice to haves and what are some of the points that are integral to our business? So that's another, I guess, sub point there. Um, the next point is book time with people. Now, George B. Thomas, I, I saw something on Facebook. This is a point um, he made, a line that he said, the magic happens in the corridors, in the hallways, at the networking events. And that's so true. The, uh, the sessions themselves are fantastic and invaluable. But the magic happens with these conversations. Now, don't focus on rushing from one session to another session. You know, it's, it's, it honestly kind of feels like high school going from one session, and particularly if, you know, at this conference, right, it's so big now at the Boston Convention Center, a lot of the sessions overlap into the Western, which is next door. So you do have these scenarios where you could have one session on one edge of the Western, and one on the other edge of the Boston Convention Center. So if you're going to stay for the question and answer, um, you're going to miss the start of your next session. So I wouldn't put that much pressure on myself if I were you. I would, yeah, sure, get to the sessions. But if there's a conversation in the wings, um, if there's a Q&A in the wings, uh, if there's an opportunity to network with someone, take that opportunity. I can't tell you how many friends, like lifelong friends, 
network uh, networking opportunities I've had, uh, client opportunities I've had, um, by going to conferences like this and just having conversations. So um, I would structure it a little bit. The aim, I, I wouldn't sort of, the aim for me really isn't to go to every single session on time, scramble notes, move on to the next day. Um, every day, try to book or schedule a conversation with a person. And I say a conversation because it shouldn't, you know, in my opinion, you know, you're, you've got so much to do already. Uh, of course, go into that conversation with with a couple of key points you want to have. But I say conversation as opposed to meeting, you know, make it informal, make it social. Um, it could be with a booth holder, right? It could be with a speaker. It could be with someone in your industry, dare I say a competitor, or someone who does something you do, but they're in another geography. So if you sell, I don't know, if you, if you sell um, stationery, um, you know, maybe trying to hook up with someone who sells that in a different market, your peers in a different market. Um, now, you might sort of think, oh, look, it's, you know, who's going to want to spend time with me? It's going to be so hard to spend time with people I want. The thing is, you just got to try. Tweet them, email them. You know who the speakers are beforehand. Get in contact with them or simply pull them aside and ask them when do they think they'll have, you know, 10 to 15 minutes for a quick cap, uh, catch up to discuss the application of a subject matter they are passionate in, right? It's their subject matter, they're passionate in. Um, do they have 10, 15 minutes at a particular point in time where you can kind of grab them? And honestly, most people are going to say yes. If you're not going to approach them in a sort of creepy way, uh, most people are going to say yes. Now, um, the one of the easiest ways to gets network and, and pick people's brains is actually at it ties into my next point it's actually at the events at the networking parties so this year it seems like they've really kind of taken it up a notch um, all these emails from whether they're from some of the partners there Wistia or from HubSpot themselves um, there seems to be a lot more parties and events happening this year now if you want to go get tanked on alcohol that's your prerogative that's not what I'm talking about um, I'm talking about you know the thing is like when you speak to someone, you know, when you go to, so, so I'll do a lot of interviews on the podcast, right? When you interview someone or you see someone on a panel or um, you see them speak, you know, they have to have somewhat of a filter. Of course, the best speakers are authentic, right? And I'm not saying they're not, but you still need somewhat of a filter. You know, like I interview some of the world's greatest inbound marketers and yeah, sure, they're authentic, but off camera, you really hear what they think about a particular trend uh, or a particular software or a particular integration partner. So, you know, the, the true honest, honesty and authenticity does come out, out in a social setting. Dare I say, once people, you know, uh, sort of let loose a little bit, let down their collars a little bit, maybe had a drink or two, it's amazing how, how much more people, uh, authentic they are and how much more open to sharing they are. And it's that casual setting that I think just simply makes people more human and open to share. And it also gives you a chance to relax and unwind between these heavy, they're, sure, they're exciting, but they're mentally loading and draining days sometimes, right? So I, I would recommend going to these things. Like I typically, for like I said, you know, for us it's a big investment. So, you know, I typically don't go there to, to party hard or anything like that. Um, I want to get my rest, get ready for the next day. Of course, we're, we're always doing the podcast daily there. Um, but still, I, th I definitely think it's worth it. The Those conversations that you have 
um, the people that you can meet. And if you're not able to kind of book time with them, it's so much easier just to kind of bump into them, um, latch onto another conversation they might be having with with a couple of other people or, or pull them aside for a couple of minutes. So really, really simple stuff. So to summarize, record your learning journey highlights, actually record them. Um, the, the sub point there was, with your notes, have a separate note section, whether it's you know on your laptop or in your book for your business, so the actual implications for your business. Book time with other people. Um, don't take the, the sessions so seriously. Go to all the sessions you need to, but honestly, the, the magic happens in the corridors and go to these networking events and parties and see how many brains you can pick. Okay, so let's get on to, I guess, the featured, uh, well, let's call it the co-featured buzz of today's episode. And that's marketing automation reporting solutions. So um, it's no secret we're a HubSpot uh, partner. We love HubSpot. Honestly, in my opinion, it is the best of breed in terms of ease of use, in terms of functionality, in terms of latching onto emerging technologies. HubSpot is where it's at. Now, my one biggest critique, if I had to be totally honest, my one biggest critique, my biggest problem with HubSpot is you have to pay for the reporting module. Everything else I can't fault. Everything else, you know, it's, it's easy to use. Uh, chatbots come out, they jump onto those. Um, they focus on the customer experience, both you, you as you know, you as the hub client of HubSpot using HubSpot, um, but also your customer experience. They're, they're very much focused on that. And that's why I love this platform to death. But the reporting add-on as a paid extra is my biggest gripe. Like it's not enough not to buy HubSpot because there is some basic out of the box reporting which I'll get to, I'll talk to, um, and it's not only a bugbear of mine but a lot of people in the industry. If you if you've been listening to inbound marketing or HubSpot type podcasts for years, uh, you'll know Marcus Sheridan and George B when they used to do the Hubcast together. There was this whole hashtag Make It Free thing where they would talk about essentially pushing the idea of making the reporting add on free because that doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. And I mean if George Bean, Marcus uh, Sheridan can't push it. I don't think I'm going to be able to. I can accept the fact that you you can pay. I can accept the fact that this is a paid tool, right? If it did a good job of reporting on things outside of HubSpot as it does inside of HubSpot. So the tool is great for anything inside HubSpot. Absolutely great. Like, But if you want to report on anything outside, so for example, say AdWords or Facebook ads, Guess what? You can do that, but you have to purchase the add-ons module, right? Um, you do get some base, basic Google Analytics reports like visits, bounce rates, engagement, but anything even slightly intermediate like Google Analytics goals, which every single business should have, um, you're going to have to re- reply, uh, rely sorry, on other reporting, either Google Analytics or external reporting tool you'll struggle to get that sort of stuff into HubSpot reports. Um, then uh, then there's things like, okay, content reports. So HubSpot does have you know uh, content reports, but not like Google Analytics. Like you couldn't run a, you know, give me a report of all the most popular pages and their contribution to um, macro goals like leads and micro goals like video views, for example. You're going to struggle to do um, even some intermediate Google Analytics stuff in HubSpot. So, before I do recommend some alternatives, let's actually talk about HubSpot reporting in itself. Because I realize there's still a little bit of, particularly when people, you know, consider HubSpot uh, uh, first, there's still a little bit of a question mark around what 
the free reports do and what the paid ones do. So let's talk about that a little bit. Now, um, the reports are, are, are great like for anything within HubSpot. So on the free side of things, so I wouldn't say free. So if you get HubSpot, a paid version of HubSpot, there are some free reports and they give you some pretty insightful stuff actually, like you know how many sessions did you get and how many of those sessions or visitors converted into leads and how many of those leads converted into customers. Uh, what stage of the pipeline are all your contacts? Are they in the created lead section? Are they in leads? Are they marketing qualified leads? Are they sales qualified leads? So in other words, they're good enough for sales to actually speak to. Are they opportunities? Are they customers? How many people at every stage of the funnel? Amazing stuff. Before HubSpot, a lot of brands don't have any of this functionality or visibility. Landing page performance. So views, submissions, customers of all your landing pages. It's very, very easy to see all your landing pages, uh, analyze your landing pages and see which ones are contributing most to leads and customers. This is all from the free reporting. You don't need to the paid add-on for this, right? Sources. This is also a, a part of the you know free reporting suite, if you will. How many visitors, leads, customers for organic um, visit uh, for for all your organic leads for e from email, from paid search. Uh, so that's Google AdWords, for example, Bing ads, paid social, so Instagram ads, Facebook ads, direct and referrals. So how many visitors, leads, and customers did, did you get for all these different channels? And you can see it on a chart. You can cut it up by days, months, weeks, whatever you want. So pretty cool stuff. But say, for example, um, what I find is that that's pretty cool in the start, but very, very, very quickly, people want to know, okay, that's great, but I sell five different services and I want to see the number of um, leads or number of, of contacts at every stage of the pipeline for product A versus product B. So if you wanted to start doing that, you would need the paid reporting add-on. And here's actually where it's pretty cool. You know, so um, the Australian value of the paid reporting add-on is $270 per month. US, oh, I'm not sure, I'll have to check. Or we'll share it in the show notes. It might be something like $200 a month. Um, and it's it's pretty cool. So say, for example, you had uh, you, were, you, were an you are an education provider or you sell online courses, right? You could create a table where it says you got five customers um, from SEO and for course A and 10 customers for course B from SEO. Facebook ads drove 20 customers for course A, but only two customers for course B. And maybe for course B, the second course, um, you got more leads and customers from offline sources or open days, you know, things like that. So you could see, for example, where you got your customers and leads from for every single product or service you had. Uh, you could cut it up by uh, geography territory. Right, so you're selling whatever you sell, and you want a different um, report for uh, one state versus another state, one city versus another city. If you have those those fields or you know like um, postcodes or whatever you know in, for your records for your contact records, you'll be able to cut the data that way. It's pretty cool stuff. You can't do that in the free side of things. All automated, all in a table. Now, when I say you can report and have dashboards for anything with the paid add-on inside HubSpot, I mean almost everything. So HubSpot conversations. So HubSpot conversations, for those of you who don't know, this relatively new kind of um, package that HubSpot's released where you have chatbots, live chats, your social interactions, email support, everything in sort of one inbox. So you could actually see over time, um, you know, how many chats you had over time. 
on what pages those chats occurred on, the average response time that your agents had with those chats, conversations or, or chats by source, all out of the box. So with the paid, uh, I guess, reporting add-on, there are these sort of out-of-box templates that you can just click on and get that data. On the HubSpot sales side of things, which we haven't really spoken about, it's also quite powerful. The deal reports, funnel reports, prospecting, and even how many calls, emails your sales reps are doing and how this is contributing to sales. So my gripe isn't with the fact, if I'm honest, that you have to pay for it. It's that if you want overall digital marketing reporting, you need another reporting option. And respectfully, I disagree with that. I think in 2018, you shouldn't have to buy one reporting option for your marketing automation data and have Google Analytics set up and say another one to fill in the gaps, right? I, I don't I don't accept that. I don't think we should accept that as marketers in this day and age. So I've got a couple of recommendations, a couple of recommendations that we've used, that we've tried, that actually work really, really well with HubSpot. The first one is Databox. Now, this is the reason why I like third-party tools like Databox. You can pull data from HubSpot, Google Analytics, SEMrush, which is arguably one of the best SEO tools on earth, um, Facebook ads, Eventbrite, Wistia, Moz, another great uh, SEO tool, Search Console. So the point is, with HubSpot, it is limited the moment you want to get data from your other channels or, or, or other sort of you know inputs where your digital marketing is happening, right? Databox solves a lot of that. Now, the reason why Databox is such an epic solution for HubSpot is the CEO, Pete Caputa, worked at HubSpot for nine years. And like any great startup, he figured, what niche can we go after? We're a niche, we're starting, I'm not going to go after every single person right away, what groups are we going to go after? So they went after HubSpot, right? Defined group of people, defined problem, um, and that was definitely a clear strategy for them. Now, it's a dashboarding tool, in summary, and you can do a lot of what you can do with HubSpot and then some. So, for example, um, you can have a dashboard on your desktop or your mobile, you can have HubSpot marketing dashboards, so visitors, contacts, leads, MQL, SQL, customers. So what does that entire pipeline look like? What are the conversion rates at every stage of your funnel? Uh, which traffic and lead sources are performing the best? Detecting changes in traffic volume from different sources. And on the sales side of things, very powerful as well. Track win rates by different sales reps. Now, the thing is, uh, Databox have a partner program, and I'm not sure how current this number is, but there's a reported 116 HubSpot Power users who have done a lot of the hard work for you and created the templates that you can find in their template gallery. So there's all these pre-existing templates that pull out HubSpot data, they pull in Google Analytics data, AdWords data, you name it. So the free plan has up to three data boards, which will be more than enough for you to evaluate um, the tool, whether it's right for you. And you even get free support with that, which is pretty awesome. So a big shout out to the Databox team. Um, very helpful bunch there, and, and I'm sure they'll sort of help you out and see um, if your if their tool solves your problems. Now, it's $49 for the basic plan, and um, there is a long uh, sort of article on their integration with HubSpot, which I'll share in the show notes, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP95, and it talks about uh, the integration, all the types of reports you can get. It's really good. Piece. It's sort of like a 20-minute article, but definitely well worth it if you're serious about your reporting. Now, the other um, alternative I want to share with you is Slimmer. 
Slimmer, it's a relatively new tool and maybe not as polished looking as Databox. Um, maybe a little bit simpler, I'd say, but definitely one to keep an eye out for and one I would evaluate against Databox to see which one better suits your needs. Now their library isn't as big, so their template library isn't as big as Databox, so you might have to do a little bit more yourself, but they do have a lot of out-of-the-box templates for HubSpot, Insightly, Zendesk, Salesforce, QuickBooks, Google Analytics, um, and a couple of others. So the integration library looks just as broad as Databox with me trying to count every single individual one. And they've got all the familiars like Facebook ads, Google AdWords, and some pretty advanced ones like Azure SQL. If you don't know what that means, don't worry. The point is, like Databox, and this is the power of a lot of these third-party tools, you can pull in data and um, insights from all these other areas, like for your SEO, for your paid media, um, you know, for your events like Eventbrite, video marketing like Wistia, all in one place. And I think that's where we do need to get to when it comes to reporting. That should be the aim. The reports, I have to say, don't on in Slimmer don't look as sexy as Databox, um, but that might be a personal preference. And you can definitely customize it, uh, customize the look and feel to some extent. There isn't a free version. There is a 14-day free trial, which you can extend once or twice. And their paid plans start from $99 as opposed to sort of $49 for Databox. So check those out. I'll link those both in the show notes as well as that, that Databox resource. And um, the beauty with both these tools are you can set them up, manage them. Um, you can set up reports that send reports to your management team, to yourself, to your client. And like for example, with, with Slemma, we've set it up where every morning it sends our clients a report at 8 o'clock and tells them what their pipeline is looking like. So check it out, and of course, please, if you're coming to Inbound, do not be a stranger. Say hello, let's have a chat. Um, you know where to reach me otherwise, at Moby Sadiq on Twitter, moby at redpandas.com.au, and I'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.